This is KMTT, and this is the weekly shear uh, on Parshat HaShavuah. This is Ezra Beck, back after a few weeks of uh, Pesach vacation, and we're up to Parshat B'chukotai. Uh, this week we're not going to get very far into the parasha. Uh, I want to stop on the very first few words. Im B'chukotai Teilechu. There's a whole long list of drashot and commentaries about the first three words. Sometimes because the question is why is it necessary, other times because of the, the choice of words. If you will walk in my laws, so Rashi points out right away, means you do all the mitzvot. What is Other Medrashim, I'll quote one later on, wants to know what the word means. What does it mean if you walk? Why, why, why are we walking in the laws? The usual understanding of Pashat B'chukotai, which is a Pashat of Tochacha, similar to Pashat Kitavot, at the end of Dvarim, it lists what happens if you do things wrong, and also sometimes if you do things right. If you follow my laws, then you have a list of Berachot, if you do bad things, you'll have klalot. And it has been noted uh, that the everyone notices this because when you go to shul, the list of klalot is much longer than the list of bachot. There is a list of bachot. First we say, the seven psukim in, our, in this week's parasha. But in Lotishmu, if you don't follow God's laws, there are 29 psukim. And they're really pretty terrible. And people have an emotional reaction to listen to the Tochacha, and it's well known. There's a custom to read it quickly or in a lower voice. Uh, it's a difficult parasha. The usual understanding is, okay, sachar v'onesh, reward and punishment, is very a very basic concept in Judaism. Not because otherwise Jews won't do mitzvot. The idea that there's responsibility, that there are consequences, that there's justice, is part of the Avodat Hashem. To imagine that if you do a Avodat, there's no consequences, is like saying, there's an expression used in Chazal to express a very uh, particularly negative form of heresy. Let din let dayan. There's no justice and there's no, no justices and no, and no judges. Sachar Onish is one of the principles of Judaism. That's how people understand the Pasha. Other parts of the Torah, it says if you do a particular Aveira, there's a legal punishment, which we know is not always. Some Many Mitzvot and Aveira don't have legal rewards or punishments. Mitzvot don't have any legal rewards. Even the punishments are restricted. So there's also a thing that God, every Mitzvah and every Aveira, or Sem Mitzvah, Adam Mitzvah Achat, God doesn't neglect the proper just rewards for any action. And people tend to think that that's what Pashat B'chukotai is about. And it starts to list things. There'll be vain, there'll be prosperity, and there'll be peace, there'll be security, there'll be you'll have children etc., 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 and then the long list of what happens if you don't do, if you don't do the Aveirah, if you don't do Mitzvot, but you do Aveirah. So I don't think that's really true. 
the nature of the baracha and klala, the blessing and the curses that are found here, is first of all very, very, very national. It doesn't say if you do a mitzvah, God will reward you by giving you money or happiness. It says that your economy, not that you'll have money, but Eretz Israel will have rain. The land will be fertile. The entire national economy will be based on surplus. I just translated Pasuk Bet through Hay. There'll be peace in the land. The wild animals will not bother you. And your enemies, meaning your national military enemies, will be conquered and be repelled. And then only in the last Pasuk it says, which says, it's also, it's written, of course, in, in plural language, but you could interpret this as being a, a personal reward. It's a spiritual reward and not a, and not a physical reward. I will turn to you and I will make you more and I will maintain my covenant with you. So it's not actually about justice, unless you're assuming that justice exists on a national level as well. Of course, the simple answer to this question is that it's not the principle of reward and punishment. It's the nature of the covenant. It's a brit. The pasuk I just quoted, the end of the beracha, uh, the doing mitzvot is, v'hakimoti et beriti itchem. And all this is being said Sinai, and at the conclusion of this week's parasha. It says, "Eila chukim amishpatim atorot asher natan Hashem binu ben bnei Yisrael b'har Sinai biyad Moshe." So this is all part of the covenant. The covenant includes specific instructions, but also it's a covenant. If you do A, I do B. If you do, if I do B, you do A. So in the case with God's portion is in the covenant. Therefore, it's written in Belashon Rabim. It's written for the nation because the covenant isn't with individual Jews. It's a covenant with the Jewish nation. And God will be their king, and God will be their king, so they'll have, a, they'll have a better kingship. Well, that is true, and yet, I think there's something more going on here. And that has to do with the opening words. Im Rashi says as follows. Im if you walk in my ways, perhaps you might think this means doing the mitzvot. No. The next line is If you walk in my ways and you fulfill my commandments. So fulfilling the commandments is obeying the law. What is Other than You will observe my mitzvot and you will walk in my laws. What does it mean to walk in one's laws other than fulfilling them, following them? So Rashi answers, this is based on a sifra, Chazal, Mani mekayem in mechuklai telechu shetayu amelim b'Torah. This is a suggestion. It's not the only pshat. It says you should do my mitzvot. A servant that says you should walk in my ways, walk in my laws. That doesn't mean to follow them because we already said that. So the sefer answers shetayu amelim b'Torah. It actually means learning Torah. To walk in the laws of God is to analyze the laws of God and to exercise 
to put in an effort to work, to labor in Torah. Now, you might think this is referring to mitzvah, the commandment of learning Torah, but that's, that's not the right answer. That, that's included in mitzvah Taik Tishmur. It's not coming to say that aside from 612 mitzvah, is also a 613th mitzvah. It's talking about two different levels. It's true. If you observe my mitzvah, then you're good people. But aside from that, there's another ideal which is part of the Brit and part of the reason why you will get the Bracha, why you will be living in a prosperous land at peace and security with God's presence. And that is not only doing mitzvah A, B, C, D, E, and F, but also you'll be exerting yourself to learn Torah. Why is that important? I know why it's important. I know why it's a good thing. But what, what, what's its purpose here in terms, of, in terms of the Brit? So I want to quote a different answer and put the two of them together because I think they're just two different sides of the same coin, but the second answer will be a little bit more understandable. In the Medrash, on this Pasuk, in Medrash Rabbah, it's specifically relating to the word Teilech. Not just that it's unnecessary because it says Tishmogu. But what does it mean to walk? How, how, how is doing mitzvot walking? It's the very first medrash in our parasha. As I say, I'm not going to get very far into the parasha today. It's the first pasuk and the first medrash. Im hadahu This reminds me of a different pasuk in Tilim. David HaMelech said, Chishavti derachai va'ashiva raglai el eidotecha. Chishafti derachai, there are a number of interpretations in the Medrash, in the part I'm not going to read. Uh, I considered, I cheshbend, I did a, uh, a, an analysis of my ways, derachai, and I returned my feet to your precepts. So there, there's a list of interpretations given in the Medrash. I'm interested in the first one. Amar David, in other words, our pasuk, is explained by this pasuk, I'll tell you what this pasuk and Tila means. David HaMelech said, Master of the world, every day and day, I was considering and thinking and saying to myself, should I go to this place and to this house, the makom ploni, the beidira ploni, I made all sorts of complicated decisions based on analysis considering all the possibilities I did a lot of chishuvim I did a lot of calculations and I decided to go to this place or to this house and then all of a sudden I found myself in a different place altogether I found myself in shul I found myself in yeshiva why? because my feet took me there my head decided to go to place A and then all of a sudden I found I was in another place altogether. My feet had borne me. My feet had dragged me off. And I wound up being in the Beit Midrash. I considered and calculated what my path should be. But my foot came back to your precepts, meaning to Vatei Midrash Uvatei Chineset. I had an interesting experience this morning. Not exactly the same thing. I got up in the morning and I made a decision. I was planning. 
and diving in a particular Beit Knesset. Left the house on time. All of a sudden, I found myself in a different Beit Knesset, my former Beit Knesset, where I diving for the previous 40 years all the time. I made a very clear decision. You could say I'm getting a little old and senile. It's probably true. But sometimes you make a plan, but when you start to move, uh, you go into automatic mode. Sometimes for good, sometimes for bad. Happens sometimes for bad. Occasionally, coming back from shul, my wife asks me to enter the grocery store, the makolot, and pick up a, a bottle of milk. I almost never do it because walking home, it's just automatic. When I walk out of shul, I'm not awake until I get home. A lot of times we do that. So here, David Melech is saying it, but litov. He's saying, I have all kinds of plans. Life is complicated. But if I'm not really watching myself, I've made the plans, and then I stop thinking exactly. When you walk, you don't think about where to put your feet. You decide to go up to point A, and then you set out, but the, the steps, the thousand steps between point A and point B, between point B and point A, you don't uh, choose each one. So how does, how does your body know what to do? It does it automatically. So by me, Dabar Melech said, the automatic took over, and no matter what I planned, I wound up being in Shul. I wound up being in the Beit HaMikdash. I wound up being in Beit HaKnesset or Beit HaMidrash. The Medrash says, that's what it means, in Bechukotai Teilecho. So there's a difference between doing mitzvot, all the mitzvot, and no sins, but our parsha isn't merely about that. That's an important ingredient. But the relationship between God and Yisrael described in this parsha is not between God and those who fulfill His commandments, but those whose muscle memory is structured, their, their lives are automatically structured to bring them to the house of God. And there, 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 are two, there are two factors here. One is, it says, look at where you walk, not what you do. When you do things with your hands, apparently in terms of the, 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 the model being described here, so those are very calculated actions. But your feet walk on their own. You give them general instructions, of course, but after that the feet know what to do on their own. So imbechu kotai teilechu is not doing mitzvot, but walking towards mitzvot. And it sets a very, very, very high uh, um, standard. If you will be in a state of Jewish life where not that you constantly decide to do mitzvot, but that you're automatically doing mitzvot, the way your feet walk places. Your feet are walking in mitzvot that's very different than your head or your hands acting in mitzvot. Now you might say, that's not a big deal. It's habit. On the contrary, making a decision as a human being, devoting himself to God, very important. But the fact that I've been habituated, whenever I take a walk, I wind up in shul, that's... That's automatic reflex. It's reflexes. It's not mind. It's somehow an less, a lesser status. So the Pasuk is saying no. That the goal, at least what this Pasha is talking about, is not that you should be a good person, but that you should, not that you should do good things, but that your existence should be, yes, habituated. The, 
the, the, the, the, the blood, the flesh, should be over the Hashem. And the very fact that it's hergel, habit, is the goal. The reason why vayuraglai, by the way, in Hebrew, foot and habit is the same word. Hergelim is what raglayim do. Habits are feet. That's a feature of the Hebrew language. In bechukotai teilechu, mitzvotitishmoa is not that if you do a, you get reward for doing a, and not if you do a lot of mitzvot, you get a lot of reward for doing a lot of mitzvot. But if you're doing mitzvot, has turned you into a creature of habit, meaning a a creature whose life is defined by Torah. It's your home, it's your environment. You've created an environment with the Beit Midrash and the Beit HaKneset, where Yiddishkeit is at the center. It's not a conscious act, it's the world. It can only take place if we do it. The natural world is not like that. But you have done mitzvot to the extent and in a manner which not only adds up to 20 mitzvot, but adds up to constructing a norm, a world, an environment, a neighborhood, where all paths lead to Shul, all paths lead to Beit Midrash. That's what this parasha is about. And that's why the rewards that are described are not, I will give you A, I will give you B. It describes the physical counterpart of that environment. If your environment is such that it's centered on Torah, then that environment, that world, the climate, will be Birkat Hashem. Not that you'll get crops, but you'll have a climate of Natati Gishmechem Bi'itam. In other words, the environment. If your environment is Torah, then your environment is Bracha. And plenty. And security. The land will be secure. It'll be a place where, I don't mean to in any way uh, belittle this, I think it's an amazing thing, but it's now people think of like, what do you want to get? And we turn if you're doing your mitzvah, they ask your kids, they want candy. And here it's, you get a good night's sleep. So let's not kid ourselves. It's an amazing bracha. Anyone who hasn't have a good night's sleep knows that. But but I think that's not the point. The point is that it'll be it'll be a it'll be a wonderful environment. You won't be bothered by anything because everything will be centered on God and if centered on bracha. Way before it says you'll win your wars, it says there won't even be wars. No sword will cross your land, and if you have to have a war, then you will you will chase them away. And therefore, the final pasuk: "Ufaniti adichem, I will turn to you. Vifreiti adichem, veobeiti adichem." Obviously, you can understand having children as being a bracha in itself. There's another place in the Torah, but here it's attached to "Ufaniti adichem." I will be. We'll have a relationship. I will be in your midst. And therefore you'll have children. Because life, real life, true life, divine life, will be flowing in, in your veins and in the streets and everything about you. And that's expressed in, 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 in multitudes. In Hebrei Yatchem, Ve'obeite Yatchem, Ve'hakimoti et Beriti Itchem.
and I will uh, fulfill my covenant with you. The covenant here is not, I think, reward and punishment in the usual way we understand it. It's everything will be the way it's supposed to be. You're, you're, you're not a human being who's being rewarded. You're part of a covenant. God is part of the covenant. The Jews are part of the covenant. I'm, I'm in your midst. You're connected to me. And therefore, automatically, everything will express itself as bracha. And if chas v'shalom is the other way around, and the bit is mufar, then everything will fall apart. Not that God will do A, B to punish the person who did it. But the whole world is simply going to fall is going to fall is going to fall apart. Okay, this is a drush. It's important to remember that halicha, walking, is not the only place where it's found. It's a constant refrain in the way the Torah talks about a life of Torah. It's expressed in a way to think. A life of Torah is called halacha, walking. What the measure is saying is that don't get too used to that. It's an unusual way to refer to doing mitzvot, walking in the ways of God. But we're used to it already. And from the very earliest time, Avraham Avinu was told by God, walk before me and be, and be complete. Even Noach was et alokim, hithalech Noach. Valachtem bidrachai, im bidrachai, im bechukotai telechu. Here, many times, the Torah talks about walking in the ways of God. So this Medrash gave a particular interesting point that to walk is to turn it into a habit so that it can be done even without paying attention because it's just natural. That, that's where you belong. So you don't have to always choose it. In a larger, more philosophic sense, we know that halicha means not that you did something but that you have a path. You have a goal. Hitalech lifanai ve'yeitamim Lead, God says to Avinu, lead before me. So it's not that you did something that's a good thing to do, but that your, your life is structured in a certain way. I'm saying more than the Medrash says, not that it's structured around the Beit Knesset, but it's structured to get someplace. means your path in life, you have a path in life, not your job in life is to do mitzvot, but your path in life is to walk the way of mitzvot. Start from point A and head towards point B, which could also be the Beit HaKneset or the, or the, or the uh, uh, Beit HaMedrash. And this is how I think we should understand what uh, Rashi says as well. It's, it's another way of saying, not the same thing, but the same idea. You do mitzvot, you do 10 mitzvot, you do 20 mitzvot, you do 613 mitzvot, it's wonderful. The Yot Ameilim Batorah it's not that you should do another mitzvah of, of learning with a lot of effort. It's saying that you're a male, you, you, you exert yourself in those things which are important. So it's not just that you did what God said, but you devoted yourself to a certain goal. Again, the idea being that it's not sachav onish because we did good things or bad things. The point is that our lives are structured around what are your goals in life? That's where you're going to expend your energy. You can do mitzvot as many people, I think, sometimes do. Hebrew we say, san yeah, you, you checked it off. 
You have ten mitzvot to do today. You do the ten mitzvot. And then you go do what's really important. Or you go do what you're... Forget important. You go to do what you do. Like when you ask somebody, what do you do? You mean his job. No one, when you ask them, and so what do you do? No one answers, I do mitzvot. They're accountants, they're lawyers, they're doctors who are meticulous in doing their mitzvot. In a larger sense means that your life should be structured. What do you do? What's your purpose in life? It's chukotai. So Rashi gives one particular example, the Torah example. It's a very important example. You should devote yourself to some extent to simple to, to Talmud Torah. Why? Not because it's a mitzvah. Frankly, the Gemara in the Dharma says you can do Talmud Torah. You can be Yotzei. You fulfill the mitzvah, one pasuk in the morning, one pasuk in the evening. But you are meilim Torah, means you should sweat over Torah. That's connected to ibuchukotai teilechu. Where are you walking? Where are you, where are you going? And that's what this pasha, that's what this pasha is about. You should have, if you have lives of brit, that's why it's, it's, it's part of the covenant. The covenant redefines who you are. It doesn't impose upon your obligations. You become a ben brit. You are the people who belong to this association called Amisel Oved Hashem. And that, the Pasha says, includes benefits and, and, uh, and bad things, blessings and curses, not because of a cheshvan of you deserve it. Because if you construct your environment within the bit, then your environment will be one of the bit. And if you don't, then there's a penalty to pay, not because you deserve a punishment, but because the way you, the Jewish people, live, your environment is an expression of, is God in your midst? Or have you driven God away and therefore your world begins to fall apart, which is what the Pasuk says over and over again in the Tochacha. What will be the problem if you do Averot? Af ani elechi machem bekeri. And Chazal explained the word keri meaning mikriyut, accidents. I won't be attached to you, I won't be devoted to you. I won't even be trying to punish you. This won't be with you. Or a more Jewish explanation of keri is bekeriyut, it will be cold. I won't be looking upon you in favor. And when it's cold, things will fall apart on their own. From one step to another step, and it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. The longer the uh, it goes, it goes, it goes, uh, it, it continues. That's how I think we should understand the entire pasha in its long and complicated uh, descriptions. What the Medrash called Cheshbon. David Melech said, Haiti Mechashev. So sometimes we impute that to God. God does Cheshbonos. He does calculations with us. He has this little machine where he tallies up our mitzvot and our veyot. It's true. I think it's true. Sachav Onish is a very, very important principle in Yiddishkeit. But here it's not talking about that. Here it's talking about if your life is centered on God, by doing mitzvot, 
If the path that you're on is the path of mitzvot and tovah, how does one do that? U mitzvotai because you're doing the mitzvot, then you should know that everything around you will reflect that. And if that's not true, why isn't it true? Because you haven't done mitzvot. Not because you, you were a tzaddik, but you just didn't somehow habituate your legs. Your legs would be habituated if you were a tzaddik. But if your world is not a world which reflects dedication to God, my neighborhood is a divine neighborhood. My occupation is a divine occupation of service of God. My, my speech, my thinking, my fingers, my, where my feet go on their own. When I wander, do you wander into Beit HaKneset? Do, do your feet wander towards God? Do you find yourself climbing the mountain? That's not true. Then your world will look appropriately. Meaning it will be all messed up. And, uh, and, and nothing will be structured. And there won't be blessing because blessing comes from God and not by self. And therefore it will be klala. That's what the Pasha asked. Why is this all true? Because you're a It may not be true for those who are outside the covenant. But you entered the covenant with God and that became therefore your definition. This is your job. And your job is therefore to make it not, not really to fulfill the task of the job, but to make yourself into a Obed Hashem. To make your feet automatically serve God. To make the things which you think are worth fighting and exerting about they should be Torah. And to have a goal to the path on which you said, all that is expressed by the term not just to do mitzvot, but to set out on a path which is defined by mitzvot and which is heading towards which is heading towards is heading towards Hashem. Bezvat Hashem, we're completing Sefer Vahikra. The very next section of the Torah, Sefer Bamidvar, is historical in the desert, but about what? Creating Machane Yisrael. The original form of the Jewish community could only exist temporarily. But ideally, it's still true. There's a Mishkan in the middle. Around it, the Jews are organized in a structure called the camp. And the Torah goes on and on and on and on to describe how that structure is, is created. Am Yisrael is not a collection of the Jewish people, but it's a Machane Yisrael. It's the encampment of the Jews. The encampment of the Jews is a structure with the Shekhinah, the Divine Presence, at its center. And everything surrounds it. So that's the direct continuation of the forging of the bit in this week's Pasha. That's all for today. Shalom Shabbat Shalom Vachotov.